We are WNST, AM 1570, Towson, Baltimore, and Baltimore positive. This is going to be a fun one because I think we might, uh, as Bill Maher says, go overtime in this one. So I'm going to start things by saying uh, we're going to get the Crab Cake Tour back out on the road. It's all going to be brought to you by the Maryland Lottery. I have the 10 times the cash tickets. We'll be giving these away. Our friends at Window Nation, 866-90-NATION. I'm going to get in some doors this year. I'm going to be bragging about them. I haven't ordered them yet. i got to get on the phone uh, with the Harley and the folks at Window Nation to get that done. 866-90-NATION is the way to do that. Uh, there's a rumor that I won't pay any, I'll have 0% financing for the next five years. That's if I got windows. I don't know about doors. I got to find out about doors if that's the case or not. I'll read the ad right in March. Uh, also our friends at Jiffy Lube MultiCare and Liberty Pure Solutions uh, signing up uh, as a, a new old sponsor, but they've keep my water fresh around here. So I really appreciate that with well water. And uh, this guy keeps our internet fresh. And um, he's our chief digital officer. A lot of folks don't know what that is. This is why he puts fractional chief digital officer uh, behind him. He's Mike Rosenfeld at Web Connection. He's out on the front of Baltimore Positive as well. And much like all the rest of us trying to navigate mass and an Oriole season and navigate Indianapolis and combines and free agency and losing players. But more than that, just the spring is sprung and um, we're trying to get out and have a little bit of fun from time to time. And you and I got together and actually socialized downtown one evening, uh, along with, by the way, I'm wearing my I'm a blunt person shirt and our 25th anniversary brought to you by Curio Wellness and Foreign Daughter. Wendy Bronfine and I had uh, a delicious Korean barbecue steak dinner with spouses uh, that evening. The CFG Bank Arena brought Journey and Toto in. And it's something I would maybe have attended on my own, given the right price or the right night. But Mike invited me, courtesy of our friends at the uh, at the. Uh, well, I'll let I'll let you tell the story because you tell everybody. You called me two weeks ago and you're like, dude, I got I got got a thing and it's a it's a it's private and it's a club and it's and I'm like, all right, man, you you're gonna give me free parking and let me come down and be your guest and give me free booze. I I'll make a whole night of it. So I did. Yeah, well, I'll give a little bit of background. Um, uh, about a year ago, a little, maybe a year and a half ago, um, I I took with two partners, a group of people to Austin, Texas, just to check out the city. Uh, we do that regularly, just looking at different cities, bringing notes back, seeing what we can learn. Uh, and while we were in Austin, uh, the people from the Oakview group uh, asked if they could speak to our group. Um, the Oakview group is a... Uh, is the one who invested all that money into the arena. And when we were there, they told, and this was before the arena opened, they told us that the arena was going to be the next uh, best arena in the country and that there were two markets that everyone in the business were uh, um, interested. One was Austin and one was Baltimore. Me and our mutual friend Bill Cole looked at each other like, what is he talking about? I mean, Austin, Baltimore, in the same sense, as much as I love our city, we're not on Austin yet. Uh, so I was like, what? what is it? Have you ever done a South by Southwest? Jason Pappas and I talked about it for years. We never did it. I'm sure he's done it by now. But but like I was going to do it when it was like young and fresh and hip and cool. And Vaynerchuk was doing it 15 years ago kind of thing. Yeah, never, never, never made it. I never made it there until my son lived there one year during the virus. But but anyway, um, they talked so glowingly. And basically what they said was that the uh, um, the arena in Washington and the arena in Philadelphia have a radius of geography in which artists cannot perform within. And Baltimore is outside both of those uh, areas. And artists would want to play there, but the stage before they redid it was prohibitive because all the new gear and 
and and and panels and lights and didn't all that. fit in the side door that got left open when Ted Leone just yelled at me and the ice melted before Ovechkin almost broke his ankles. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So correct. So they're like, I'm like, okay, no, I'll give them the it's benefit a screen. of the doubt. Like literally, I mean, the building was built in 1961 for opera. Right. And they and they're like, uh, you know, we may have about an artist a week there, and I'm saying like, yeah, I mean. All it was was the circus, the monster truck, and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Wrestling. That was it. Um, so I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. And lo and behold, uh, through that, we were invited, and I saw you there to the naming uh, when they announced the naming rights. And and then they announced that the opening weekend was going to be Bruce Springsteen on a Friday and the Eagles on a Saturday. I'm like, okay, well, that's just getting started. But they have lived up to their... Uh, word in my in my mind there's never been a time where i've been on the website um looking ahead where they don't have an usher a janet jackson a john Mayer, a queen a kiss a, a bocelli i mean like i wound up in the middle i wound up no i mean you you want to talk about this vault thing because i mean you got this special private room and i got to experience it with papa shot and donkey kong and a bar and a couch and popcorn and really delicious cookies by the way the cran the oatmeal cranberry cookies were delicious um i stole two and had them for breakfast the next couple of days don't tell frank but um but they were delicious but i i would say you invited me on a soft night and journey wasn't it was journey in toto I call it fake journey because it just is fake journey to me because I saw real journey. Um, but I, you invited me. I wanted to come. I got down and I thought maybe it's a soft night. I checked the tickets. Every seat was sold. I mean, the place yep. is packed. It wasn't a $10 giveaway like the Ravens, you, you know, were most of the year. Like the seats were sold in full. Place was full up, full to the gills. It's been full almost every time I've been there. Like I went for Queen. I went for John Mayer. I went for Eagles. I went for Janet Jack. I mean, like I've been there a lot in the new world, but you showed me a place I hadn't been. I'd been in the club level and Frank's bar, this uh, the 1962 and I'd been the, all that, but you showed me like this cool thing. But the reason you got it is I thought, well, he's got a soft night between Stevie Nicks and Bocelli. And I'm like, Stevie Nicks, Saturday, rock and hall of famer, think with Mac, uh, Sunday night, Toto and, and journey. And then Tuesday night, Bocelli apparently brought the house down. Everybody loved the Bocelli thing. Everybody on my timeline. I, I mean, that was not possible in the days of – I love our friends at Royal Farms Arena. I love my friends at First Mariner Bank and Ed Hale and the Blast. And But it was not possible to have that sort of lineup in the past at all. Not at all. And and really what I wanted to do was invite a group of – I feel I feel a sense of obligation is probably too strong of a word. But to do my part to – help the Oakview group get a return on their investment that they made in the city. And through the relationships that we established, uh, we had access to the vault. So um, most people know the top of the arena, you come in, you walk all the way down to your seats, but the basement, which used to be maybe offices and things like that, they totally redid. And if you haven't had an opportunity, it's where the suite holders go. Um, it's it, They've done it up really, really nice. It looks to me as if it could be in, you know, Oriole Park or, or well, the amazing thing is having stood in that hallway a million times in my life from in a million ways, you know, yeah. like I can't even begin to tell you how many rock stars I met in those hallways and underneath and Gene Ubriaco and Skip Jackson blast. And how many times Ed uh, Hale put meatballs out before a blast game. And I went in there and sat down with Billy Ronson and had a plate of food or like just, 
everything, you know, everything that was ever there. Uh, going back to the beginning of time, going back to walking in there with my dad to go to a Clippers game, you know what I mean? Yeah. And seeing Howard Mash uh, selling hams. So, I mean, I, I, 50 years of my life, I go to that space. It's a very sacred space to me. So yes. that when I'm back there throwing pop a shot and I'm literally in the same space as I sat with Danny DeVito one night for half an hour talking during the Eddie Murphy Raw tour. Um, I stowed him away as the media critic. Then he was in the seats with me and he was getting Danny DeVito because he was Danny freaking DeVito before an Eddie Murphy thing. And my great friend, John Wright said, grab Danny and let's get him out of here. Let's get him someplace where he can get left alone. Dude, this is the Baltimore arena in 1989. You tell me 88, 89, 87, whenever he was shooting 10 men here, he was shooting 10 men in Baltimore. Danny DeVito was in, with me, and I said, Mr. DeVito, my friends run the arena. I'm Nestor. I'm from the Baltimore Sun. I'm, I'm a music critic, and it's nice. I know you're here for the movie. If you need some, like, to be left alone, my guy, oh, yeah, I'll go with you, kid. And the next thing you know, Big John, right, all six foot six, it looked like James Brolin, like, looks like he could be married to Barbara Streisand, kind of beautiful man, John Wright. Uh, it's like an uncle to me. He took me and Danny DeVito into his office. His office? roughly, roughly where your wife and I played Mrs. Pac-Man together was literally where I sat next to Danny DeVito for a half an hour waiting for Eddie Murphy raw to happen that night in the green suit, the whole deal. Well, let me add to that. So we had tickets to the vault. The vault is the premiere of the premiere suites. And it Um, used to be John Wright's office. And before that it was Edie Brown's office. So just after that, it was Jamie Curtis office. who you may not know, but Jamie was after, after Edie, Jamie did what Edie did in Edie's old office. That was John's old office. That's now a Mrs. Pac-Man machine. And that's right. And I know that because we consulted with the arena for like five years during the Royal Farms days and and provided them. I consult- think Edie had a little refrigerator there. I might have had a Diet Coke out of it once, but that was the only hospitality. And Edie's a woman of hospitality, but she didn't have anything like that. All I know, it was dark, it was dirty, and I was worried that there could be rodents running around when I used to be in there. But there was no such thing in the vault. The vault was from left side to right side, full bar, fully stocked. As you said, there was Papa Shot, there was video games, popcorn machine. Can I make a um, recommendation? Sofas. Okay, go ahead. I got a recommendation. All right. And this and you take this lol if you're out there. I don't need any more free tickets. I don't need any parking. Free drinks is nice, but I mean, but I don't need anything. This is just free advice for you. That space is sacred to Edie Brown. And when I used to go in there and see Edie and sit in Edie's office, Edie, she might be 70 now, but she might be a little older than that. Edie had behind her desk like mementos, like backstage passes from Stevie Wonder from 87 hanging sort of like what my off, like what any, it looked like a Carney's office. It looked like she was a concert promoter and there were pictures of her with Barry Manilow and pictures behind there of Sinatra. And there was a menu that got signed from whatever, from whomever she had all of this stuff. If you really want to make that space authentic, you should bring Edie's stuff back from all of the arena years. Because I know, like, Frank has that picture of the Beatles poster and the Led Zeppelin poster. I took a picture of that with B-more. I put that up from the 60s, and they have all the Frank Sinatra stuff and the Beatles and Elvis and all that cool stuff. 
Edie's office, if it were brought back, would be like Archie Bunker's chair at the Smithsonian. You know what I mean? Like sort Mm -hmm. of a little bit like that. So I would say if they really want to authenticate that space in the vault, they should put something of Edie's on the wall. Because I would sit there all night and just look at Edie's backstage passes and her pictures. Because I couldn't even focus on Edie when I was in her office. Because I was always like, is that Lionel Richie? When was he here? Oh, Commodore's back in 78. They they packed the place two nights. Because that's who Edie. Gotta love Edie. Right. You gave me a chance to talk about Edie. That's the whole gift in all of this, is talk about right. Edie. Well, I'm here to please. What can I tell but you? But that was Edie's so, office. I just got to let you know. It was Edie's office. So just to paint the picture <laughs> for people, it's the lower level in the very back of the arena. The exact opposite. It's right side of next the stage. to where I bought the wrestling magazines in the seventies with Ivan Putski and Chief J Strongbow and Bob Backlund. Yes, right next to it. Oh yeah, dude, you bring me. You had me at Mash's Hams. I hadn't heard that in forever. But let's. What's anyway, the S stand for? What's the S stand for? Well, that stands for salt. We throw that away. We throw that away. Right. Well, thank you. Very good. All right, Mike oh, Rosenfeld here. On, Web connection. You're. You, you know. You're. You're showing I'm, your. I'm a homer. Showing your I'm a homer. I've been here. You know, I mean, I've been here two years or three years longer than you. Next you know, thing you know, we'll be talking older. about Captain Chesapeake around here, amongst other things. But you, know, to Two your bells. point, it gave us a night out. I, yeah. I, quite frankly, full disclosure, did not have the greatest experience. I had eight really, really nasty drunk women, my age, sitting behind me, who were obnoxious during Toto, which is a pretty quiet act. Some people live that dream, you know, and then these girls are talking and some people close And I'm like, we're not having any fun. So we went and found the rains in Africa and, you know, we did all of that, like away from the seats we were in, but I do that pretty often. And you and I have done three segments about the breakdown of American culture at concerts and etiquette. So that is not Lowell's fault. That's not the CFG bank arena's fault. It's not the two really nasty women that my wife got into it with at John Mayer, when John Mayer is trying to sing acoustic songs uh, or these really nasty women, all I could think about. And I did this on your behalf because I didn't want to make Lowell angry. And I want these Oakview people. This is not anything about the arena or about my experience. It's just the general level that the morning after and I did this out of respect to you, that you sweet-lifed me and all that stuff. I was going to say all my only hope in the aftermath of leaving Journey a little early and getting home a little early and having a really nice night with friends, including you, and having free drinks and cookies that were memorable, is I could just hope those eight women had the worst hangover of their life that I hope that their Monday was so effing miserable because they made everybody around them miserable at a journey Toto concert where people spent a lot of money to have a nice night out. And I would just hope that they had the Monday they deserved. You know what I mean? So anyway, but all that being said, I love the night. It was a, it was a memory made and look, I pimp the arena all the time. I need Pearl jam tickets. Lol, help. Help, I can't get in. Um, but like I'll be there. I, I love the arena. I love what they've done the arena. I love that I have memories of the old arena. It couldn't stand that way anymore. It's like Memorial Stadium. It couldn't do it anymore. It's just the old girl wasn't there. And I love that I pulled up and there was traffic, Mike. It took me 30 minutes to park. Stuff I want to bitch about that like I'm it's good. There were people. It was packed. It was packed on Saturday for Stevie Nicks. It was packed on Sunday for Journey. It was packed on Tuesday for Bocelli. 
Enough said. It's Baltimore freaking positive. It's awesome. Except for the drunk girls behind me, and I hope their heads still hurt. Yeah, that could have happened anywhere. But yeah, I like that you put the caveat there that that wasn't the arena's fault. No, but it happens everywhere. This. It doesn't happen. It happens everywhere. That's my point. That's And well, it's sad. And you, you talk about three segments. We've talked on multiple segments about people from the county. Just get over it. Drive, you know, have a, have a, an, an evening in the, in the city. Um, it's I a felt- place worthy coming to. It really yeah. is. So is the Hippodrome. So is the aquarium. So I mean, it, it, the Harbor place is it because it's not built. It's, it's falling apart. But like, there's plenty of worthwhile, awesome things going on in our city every night. I mean, Jason Isbell was at the Lyric the other night. I had to make a decision about that. My wife and I went and saw St. Paul and the Broken Bones at Ramshead Live. I haven't been to Ramshead Live since before the plague. I had to think of, last time I was there was the Led Zeppelin um, got the lead out. I was there one night. I think John Allen and I went down and rocked out one night. But like, I love what the city is becoming and I think it's growing up in front of us and I think the baseball thing is going to be the straw like reggie jackson said the straw that stirs the drink i believe that yeah i do too and you know look um i've always been told you can tell a city by the cranes in the sky and there are cranes in the sky i mean the you know i work uh from home office now after years and years of driving from the county into canton every single day before uh harbor east you know but and before the can company in the late 90s uh, in Canton and before Canton was really what Canton is, is now. And Harbor East was a bakery and Canton was a dock. Yeah. 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 And you, so, <laughs> so look, I, I want to be that half full guy. I want to convert half empty people to half full people. Well, and that's what you were doing with me that night. And that's why I said to you, dude, you don't need me down there. Get somebody that's not converted. I'm converted. I mean, I'm yeah. back. Well, really the to be honest with you, the people that were there are, in my opinion, really good people who are influencers because some of without throwing them under the bus, some of the largest corporations in Baltimore have yet to make an investment into the arena just to basically support the city, support the arena. And I really wanted people who I think also care about the city who may have inroads and can just basically tell people like we are, Hey, we went to the arena. It's totally different. We had an unbelievable time. It was totally packed. The vibe was good. I don't know about you. you it may have taken a half an hour to get in, but it took us five minutes to get out. Um, and we stayed to the to the end. And, you know, so just, just being open-minded, half full, and to challenge people to just say, you know what, give it a chance. Make up your own mind. But don't think back to the, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000s arena. Give it a chance. That's all I'm saying. And here's what I would say, and this is with all due respect to the sweet life. And look, I told you this when you invited me. Like, I don't feel like a hobnobber. I don't need to sit first class. I've I've been on Millionaire's Row at the Derby. I've been backstage at on the 50-yard line in the main suites at Super Bowls. Like, I, you know, like, I'm not that guy, and certainly not that guy when it comes to concerts. I mean, the less Gucci, the better for me. And Billy Joel was on um, – he was on Howard Stern. And a couple weeks ago, but Billy Joel said this for years. And my wife was a benefactor of this um, because my wife is so beautiful. Like literally Billy Joel would import the fans into the front because the fans in the front, it got douchey. 
people paying $1,200 aren't the kind of fans that are going to know every song. They're not really the super fans. They're not grateful to be there. They're just rich people, as he said. They were just rich, boring people that would turn it into a bad wedding scene in the front. And it wasn't fun for him. And he said, I like pretty girls. I like young people. I want enthusiasm. And all I ask when I send my roadies to the back and the top and import people to the front is that it brings enthusiasm down into the front. And I can tell you this from Springsteen shows where people spend a lot of money and stuff. It, it, it totally shows. And I go to a lot, a lot, a lot of concerts. I'm not a club level guy. I'm not a pop a shot between um, sets. I'm there for the music. I'm not there for the beer, the girls, the people, the, I am there literally to engage with the artists. I got something for you. You think Lowell will listen to this, this piece, if he does. Yeah. I mean, so my yeah. son comes over the other night and he says, Hey, you sweet life, fake journey. How was it? I'm like, well, you know, he's like, I like the arena. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's going to a show down there soon too. Cause they booked stuff that he, the fallout boys and all that stuff that he likes his era. He loves John Mayer too. So we got talking about this and about the um, the experience of going to a concert and pop a shot and like the things that you had in the vault and the things in a lot of suites in modern arenas that like I like having my own bathroom in a suite level. I've watched concerts and suites and whatnot, and it's like nice having a comfy chair, but that's not my way of watching a hockey game, a football game, a baseball game, a concert, a soccer. It's just not I'm a kid that sat in left field in the bleachers at Memorial Stadium and I don't need much more than that. And my dad's philosophy was same game out there. It is here. I could see the strike zone better out here. And maybe he wasn't watching the massing cameras on Saturday that were going up and down like poor Jim Palmer getting cross-eyed, trying to figure out what's a ball and a strike. But, you know, my son and I talked about what like makes an experience and makes a concert and makes a memory. And it really is the experience with the band. So my son has this, I shouldn't even say this out loud. Cause it's a pretty good idea. He said that he's Googled it and somebody's doing the technology. Are you ready for this, Mike? Sure. I'm going to go to the concert in the future and the Oakview group or someone like them. Maybe my buddy, Jason Wright. I talked about John Wright. His son's one of my dearest friends in the world. He runs Live Nation in Chicago, right? For the whole, like, I don't brag on Jason much because he's a Calvert Hall guy. I try to leave them alone. Loyola University, uh, great goalie, great friend, life a friend. But for these people in this industry who do concerts, for people like me and my wife that are pissed off by drunk a-holes, um, hanging out. My son said, you know, what would make me come to a concert. I'm like, what? He's like, sell me a headset when I walk in or a channel where I can put my supersonic. Um, I have these here. These are old school. I still use these. These are, um, eye candy or skull candy, skull candy, not eye candy, skull candy, uh -huh. eye candy, uh, whatever they're called. These are my iPod. They still have the holes in them for the mini jacks, right? I listen to my iPad, my iPod with this when I plug in to leave my wife alone when I'm three o'clock in the morning, rocking out the Van Halen. And my son said, if I could bring these and they're Bluetooth enabled and put this on my head, like I'm walking through the Van Gogh Museum or when you do Anne Frank and you're in the corner sobbing in Amsterdam because you have a headset on because you're not hearing people say, oh, while you're in a sacred space. Right. Put this on when I'm at John Mayer and give me board sound. I'll pay ten dollars extra. Trust me, I'll pay. I'll mm -hmm. pay whatever you paid to get into the club. OK, whatever the vault cost, make this a part of it. Give this to me so when I go out, I'm hearing Steve Lukather and not drunk woman from Lansdowne. Right. 
You like that? That's my son's idea. To well, have tell him. That tell him he, when I go to concerts, you'll leave me the F alone and let me be with John Mayer because I spent $328 to do it. Tell him uh, he can footnote me when he – and he, look, if he makes a billion, I just want a million But if he uses this. There's a rumor not, that web connections in the tech space. I'm just not just Not just the year. How about the whole visual, you know, Oculus type of, of – or what uh, Apple's come out with – where not only do you have the audio, but you can zoom in on Neil Sean as he's playing his guitar solo and zoom into his hands, not be reliant on the the, the video that the uh, that's on the screen, but choose your own experience. How about going backstage and watch them walking on stage before they come in? And of course, if you haven't tried, where we're those, going, dude. You yeah. know, I just hope you two still alive to do it at the Sphere. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> he's, he's on to it, but don't limit it to just audio have the whole video multimedia experience the whole thing listen you tell Lowell by the time janet jackson gets here and lip syncs the next time i want this on so i can miss you much i can let's wait a while i can escapade i can you know what i mean when usher says yeah i don't have to say no you know what <laughs> i mean so right. if i'm wearing this right i hear you all right all right brother We're well look out. All right, i was well, i was i was glad to have you i'm glad you went i was glad uh, you know, I got to spend a little bit more time with your wife. You were able to meet my wife. It, look, I'm like you. Like, I still, for the play, Ravens playoffs, I I had tickets in the lower bowl, kind of close to the end zone, and I chose to sell them so I could sit in the 500 level. Top four rows, because I don't like to be all the way up in the 30th row, because I like to see, but that's how I learned and watched football growing up. So I'm weird that way where everyone else will say you, you went from the lower to the upper. I'm like, yeah, I can see the see game the, better. I can yeah. see the plays develop, you know, no offense I, to anybody in the lower deck. No offense. Yeah. Offense to any of you. It's not the best place to see the game. By 13 row one seats. Trust me. I, I sat in them. The field yeah. in front of you, you're closer to the field and you see yeah. above the field and that's what you want but, to see. But, but I like you, I definitely like, to, to experience the concert, experience the vibe. But I'm not going to lie. I like the ability to walk back and forth and fill up my drink, grab a cookie and go back. You know, during a, during a, you know, the keyboard solo was great, but it gave me a chance to stretch my legs, go grab a refill and all that stuff. So, and there were people who. Dude, with Dean Castellanos, who has a little bit of a back story, uh, Castronovo, excuse me, has a little bit of a backstory that's not a good backstory. Uh, was singing a mother father. Like, I'm like, this is a night for me. And I told you, I said, when they play Escape and Mother Father, I'm going to be there. But it was me and about 12 people in the whole arena. Everybody's there waiting for open arms. And, you know, that's good. I mean, I like, I love concerts, man. Like, I am, Lowell knows this. Everybody at Oakview, everybody, everybody, Frank Remish, they all know. They see me there. I'm a paying customer. I love going to concerts. And the more, the merrier. And even the ones I don't go to, they're great for the city. This is just a great, it's a great thing. It's, yep. a, it's awesome, you know? I agree. Let's make it happen, Baltimore. Be All positive. Right. All right, there you go. Mike Rosenfeld's here. I didn't even talk any baseball with him. didn't talk any football with him. You know what? I'm so baseballed up, Mike, that I've been um, adding to my Louis Aparicio collection, and I've been getting some a couple that I'm just missing. I, there aren't many I'm missing. This is a this was a 63 uh, post-serial uh, piece that, that was missing from my collection. Also on the back of Jell-O, uh, Jello containers back in 1963. It's cardboard back, so it doesn't even really wow. have a back because it was a back. This is sort of a mint condition. 
nice piece. You know, things you could find on the internet for less than 10 bucks that can warm your heart. You know what I mean? Good for you. Yeah, so I'm I'm on the baseball trail. I'm feeling good about things. We're talking a lot of baseball. Luke and I are um, – there's a rumor we're going to sun ourselves in Sarasota. I'm just saying. Flights are held. Reservations might be made. We're trying to figure it all out, whether Luke and I can live together for six days, running up and down from Fort Myers to Sarasota to Orlando, but we'll see. I am Nestor. We are WNSTA in 1570. Towson, Baltimore. Enjoying our time here during these slow times with friends like Mike Rosenfeld from uh, Web Connection. Stay with us at Baltimore Positive.